Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to another episode of Inside Dobe. We are five weeks into the season so far. Uh, we had some good games on the weekend. We had some very, very average games. Look, uh, there are some very average teams so far into this season, the AFL. Some have been extremely disappointing. Some have been very surprising, which I'll touch on a little bit later. Uh, I'll be bringing out my own AFL uh, tiers, uh, which I'll pre- uh, be saying at the end of the show, uh, going through where I think all the teams rank so far, five uh, weeks so far into the season. But going off uh, last week's game, so we had Thursday night football, Brisbane versus Collingwood. Uh, my same game, it did hit the Dobe Thursday night we are well and truly back we are two and two on the season with one void so pretty much take that as a win because you did get your money back uh we had zach bailey for 15 we had daniel rich for 20 and we also had joe danaher for three snags that hit we tripled our money um apart from that it was pretty downhill for me uh on the punt which i'll touch on as the games go through very very stiff so close to breaking this open um but hey the next big win's just around the corner, so you just got to stick at it. Um, look, really good fight back from Collingwood, actually. They really surprised me, but Brisbane getting it done at home, which you would assume, uh, they got it done by seven points. It was very, very fast-paced. Uh, Brisbane, they were just trying to dish the ball off a lot, which I loved. They made a lot of mistakes. Uh, Collingwood really came back into it on those turnovers, but on the flip side, they looked so fast. Uh, I think once they get that going a little bit more throughout the season, they'll polish that up, and they'll really start to... Um, piece teams up all the way through the middle I really love the way they were handballing very emphatic just go straight over the top uh, assuming some of the teammates were there over the top when they weren't at times but they looked really good uh, they put their foot down when they had to uh, and they did get it done um, Collingwood did kick a late one which brought it back to seven points but they were up by more at that stage Lockie Neal was amazing uh, once again he's having a great season 33 disposals and a goal and he was probably almost best on ground uh, followed by the worst on ground Mason Cox with four disposals he should never play another AFL game again I think he went back to the twos this week uh, yet yeah, or he will be this week his goggles they've got to go he's the worst the most annoying player in the AFL I hate Mason Cox get him out of the AFL send him back to America Send him back to Texas. Get him playing basketball or something again because AFL is not where he needs to be. He had one of the weaker performances you will ever see. One of the most laziest performances on that Thursday night game under lights. He looked disgusting. So I don't think he'll be getting a game anytime soon. I'd put a line through him for the rest of his AFL career, if you're asking me. So Mason Cox has got to go. Lions get it done and are looking very, very good. Um, I think they're going to keep rolling through teams and they're going to look very, very strong at home come the later part of the season. 
Now, coming into Good Friday, we thought it was going to be Great Friday, but the games weren't great. They were terrible. Uh, North Melbourne and the Bulldogs. Uh, the Dogs, uh, so far, had been seen to be struggling uh, here and there at the start of this year, but the Roos, they end up getting pumped under the roof. Um, look, we all thought it probably was going to happen. I thought North might would have had a little bit more fight, but they didn't. They looked average, getting done by 68 points. Um, it's hard to win a game when you can't get your hands on the footy. Nine of the top 10 ball winners on the ground um, were Dogs players. Uh, they got uh, so much of the footy. North couldn't get their hands on it. Bailey Smith with a season and a career high of 43 disposals. He was great. They shared the ball round. When the Dogs are really good, everyone's getting a piece of it, which is exactly what happened on Friday. Um, good Friday. It just seems to be an absolute pantsing for the Bulldogs. Once, um, once again, North Melbourne are in absolute strife. They are so hard to watch. They had a couple of little comebacks where they kicked three or four in a row, but never looked like they were really going to damage the dogs at any stage. Now, the other Friday night match, uh, the other good Friday match, great Friday, uh, the Swans versus West Coast. Uh, my multi, I had another little one on. This is one of my first stiff ones from the weekend. I had Isaac Heaney for three death taxes. He's a great player. And then also Jake Lloyd for 25 touches. He came through with 24 all I needed was a point in the last little last minute or two, and Jake Lloyd would have taken a kick out and West Coast have kicked two goals of the year and sent it straight back to the middle. So very, very stiff to get a collect on that game. Uh, but look, a very one-sided contest. The Swans put the cue in the rack at quarter time. Um, they were up 34 to zip, and they never looked like losing this game. The Swans are definitely the real deal. They didn't play the best against the Bulldogs, I believe, in round two, but they have so much young talent. I think they've got like 14 or 15 really good players in the team that are all under 26. Um, they are looking like they're going to be really good this year and for the next five to six years going forward. Um, but with no better talent on the team than Isaac Heaney, uh, he only had the 16 disposals, but he kicked three, could have kicked about five or six uh, because the Swans never really looked in danger. He never had to go into the middle at all. He could pretty much sit half forward and run around wherever he wanted. Um, but the Swans can just use him wherever he wants. He has a license to do whatever he wants in that team, it looks like. Uh, wherever they need him, if they need him to go win some ball inside the middle, he tends to go there. Or if not, he just tends to go forward and just try and kick goals. But he looks virtually unstoppable. The Swans have a pretty good run over the next few weeks, and I just think that they're going to keep building on that hard, tough football. West Coast, obviously, look how many injuries they've had. Put a line through them. They're absolutely done. They Even though they had Elliot Yo come back, back into the side, uh, they had virtually no impact against a very good Swans outfit. Now, the next game we had uh, St. Kilda versus the Suns. Um, in, it has what's been a very dangerous game uh, for the Saints in recent years against the Suns. Uh, they got the job done, winning at home by 26 points. Uh, Jack Higgins was incredible. He had seven marks and five goals. Uh, to be honest, he could have kicked six or seven. He missed a couple of easier set shots, but he was an unbelievable target for them up forward. Also, their number one target, which is big Maxi King. Uh, he kicked three goals. Look, I still think Sam Collins played pretty well on him, uh, but any of those quick turnovers and those quick one-on-ones, Sam Collins is no match at all for Max King. He'll win the Coleman this year, still very firm um, on him winning that. I still think he should be dead favorite, but once that ball goes up in the air uh, and Maxi King gets a good run at it, at the top of his mark, he's almost impossible uh, to spoil. Uh, Tuke Miller was once again amazing. He had 32 disposals, 6 clearances, uh, 486 meters gained. 
Uh, but look, the Suns need a lot more for Matty Rowell. Massive fan of him. Uh, he only had the 18 touches. He didn't look damaging at all. I feel um, he almost looked sore the way he was running around the ground. Uh, he only worked through the middle square, so he never really went too far wide um, of the contest. He almost looked injured to me the way he was just sort of roaming around, jogging. Never really got in towards the contest. Every possession he got, he was under pressure. Um, but it, look, he did seemed to pair up with Jack Steele at a lot of those center clearances and stoppages. So obviously he must have had a bit of a role to put some work into him, but it looked like a two-man show inside the center um, inside the center square for the Gold Coast Suns, Noah Anderson and Tuke Miller. But yeah, Rao really needs to get some easier touches around the ground and get himself into it because he's a really good kick of the footy and seems to get them going, but he looked almost disinterested on the weekend. Uh, Jack Steele was amazing. He had another 27 touches, so he's finally starting to get going. But yeah, like I said, Gold Coast, most of the grunt work was left to Tuke Miller and Anderson. They're going to need a lot more help if they want to win some of those games. But the Saints off to a very hot start, 4-1 uh, and one after losing that round one match against Collingwood, which is disappointing. They've had some good wins. Um, I'll touch on them and where they are in my tears and why I think they should be where they are. Uh, the next game, we have uh, Adelaide versus Richmond. Um now, I actually really like the fact that a lot of these teams that may not be that good when traveling into Melbourne are holding their own at their own stadium. So you had Gold Coast that obviously beat Carlton last week. You had Adelaide that had a really good game round one against Freo, just missed out uh, by losing by a point. And then obviously Adelaide being able to hold off what's been a very up and down Richmond side. Uh, the big text was amazing. He's well and truly back, booting five goals. Uh, look, the stats showed coming into the game, I did say on the 100K podcast, uh, that he, coming into the game, he had kicked three goals in his, three plus goals in his last three outings at Adelaide Oval, and then also last year against the Tigers, uh, he booted four goals. So he was informed coming into, obviously, playing back at home and playing against Richmond. So he had three at quarter time and finished the game with five. Uh, Rochelle popped up with another two. You had a lot of other help from a lot of the other uh, Adelaide forwards. Uh, they look very exciting when they get the fast break off the turnover coming inside 50 with Himmelberg as well booting four goals. They've got a few of these guys that are popping up. They look so exciting. Uh, and look, the usual suspects in the middle getting the job done for the Crows. You had Ben Keys, Brody Smith, Matt Crouch, and Rory Laird combining for 111 disposals and 19 clearances, absolutely smashing the Tigers inside. Now, unfortunately for Rory Sloan, I think he has done his ACL. He's had such a stiff run with injury, so hope he can come back very soon. One of my favorite players uh, to watch. Any of those tough inside uh, midfielders love watching them go at it. So very sad when they uh, do get injured or seem to be out for a long period of time. The Tigers just seem way too slow to adapt uh, to the Crows' fast-paced game. They did come back a little bit, but then the Crows slowed it down and then really won the game on their terms, really pushing the ball forward again. And the Tigers just looked very disinterested. They looked old. They looked slow. They were chasing tail the whole game. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm still a big believer that the Tigers will not be playing finals this year. They're very up and down, um, but... Don't look like a finals team to me at this stage. Looked very disinterested throughout that game. But the Crows have been a very big surpriser so far this year. Love the way they're going about it. Sharing the ball around a lot. Jordan Dawson was 
has been such a big inclusion for them. He's just a bit of class uh, every time he gets it. He seems to always hit his targets uh, and just really gets rid of that bad turnover within in the middle of the ground because he always wants to try and look for that one coming in the middle and break the game open. So love what the Crows are doing. Um, now, the next game, Melbourne versus GWS, another pantsing. Now, another stiff multi. Uh, Jev, this was his almost lock of the week. So I wrote it with him. D's for the win. Tick. Max Gorn, goal. Tick. Luke Jackson, goal. Tick. Luke Jackson, 15 touches. Had 14 touches. So we only missed out by a touch. Fucking gut-wrenching. Honestly, just losing these multis by a leg really kicks you in the nuts, but... We had to go back to it uh, later on the Sunday. And then once again, like I'll touch on, very, very stiff throughout the rest of the week. Uh, Look, the Demons are head and shoulders above everyone else in the AFL. Um, They've only conceded four goals so far in all the first quarters combined so far this year. They just clamp teams down and are virtually impossible to score against. Uh, May and Lever, look, the Twin Towers, um, they just... It's almost it's almost impossible the way that they set up and they get everyone back behind the ball. I believe it was in the fourth quarter. The D's had the game absolutely sewn up, and then May came off his man about fifteen to twenty meters to spoil this ball, put it into about the second tier at the MCG, and it just goes to show exactly what Melbourne want to do and how they want to play. Like all the way to the final siren, they are still sticking with their structures, and they look so hard to score against, especially when you've got these run with guys and guys that will continue to get on back. Uh, Lang- Langdon, Bowie, Brayshaw, James Jordan getting back, Trent Rivers, all getting around 20 disposals each. So when you've got those guys coming back, helping out defensively, running through the ground, and then you've got your bulls in the middle with Oliver and Petrarca getting another 30-plus disposals each, and then you've got your big ruckman. So you've got you've got Gorn and Jackson that can go forward as well and kick goals. Bailey Fritch kicked four. Cozzy kicked three. Melbourne just looked like on another planet compared to every other team. Um, and yeah, they still look like they have so much more improvement to do, judging off some of their games against like Essendon and stuff where they didn't really get firing until when they had to. Now, GWS just don't have enough performers. Uh, you had Green had 34, Ward had 34, Kelly 33, Taranto were all good um, in the middle, tend to get their own footy, but those guys, they're at their best when they're hitting the scoreboard as well. So none of them registered a goal and they just weren't getting enough help throughout the ground, but massive Massive shout out to Matty Flynn, who actually did a great job in the middle. Uh, Bruce went down, so they didn't have him as the ruckman. So Matty Flynn came in, and he actually recorded more hitouts than Gorn and Jackson on the night with 27. I thought he played really well. Uh, I think about 11 or 13 disposals, but him in the middle, he was actually very surprising. But obviously, Melbourne didn't really have to put too much work into him. They know that they had the grunt work all around the ground and were head and shoulders above them in every other skill position in the on the field. GWS put a line through them. They are not playing finals. Melbourne booking the grand final now because they will have a Melbourne reign all the way through the finals. They'll be playing at the MCG. The grand final will be at the MCG this year. So look for them. They will be playing in the grand final. It just depends who they're playing against. Now, the Sunday slate game that we were there, uh, the 100K boys and a few others, Carlton versus Port Adelaide. Honestly, the baggers just get it done again. We are 4-1. and one. Look, I believe the just blues. We're just reserving energy for the later games in the year. Uh, only really needing to play a half, it seems so far this year. Vossi seems to be pegging the boys back. We've only played a half of footy against pretty much every team. Richmond, we only played a half. 
Bulldogs, we only played a half. Hawthorne, we only played a half. And on the weekend, we only played a half against Port Adelaide. Look, we tried a different theory against Gold Coast. We only tried to play five minutes against them. Um, But look, obviously that wasn't enough to get the job done. So we went back to playing two quarters this week against Port Adelaide and getting the job done. No doubt about it. Was not nervous in the slightest. But look, another multi-absolute heartbreak. Uh, I had the Blues at the line at minus eight and a half points. Walsh for 30 and Mackay for three goals. That hit at three-quarter time. And then, obviously, Vossi's game plan said, no, nah, boys, we're only playing a half of footy. We can't play this last quarter. So, obviously, let Port Adelaide back into it. Blues getting it done by three points, but never, never, never in doubt. Uh, look, no Crips. Who was going to stand up? The other boys absolutely did. Uh, Walsh had 38. George Hewitt had 33 and 13 clearances. Uh, Chera had 32. I was thinking whether George Hewitt should go back to tagging maybe someone from the opposition at some stage throughout this year. Maybe Brayshaw this weekend against Freo, which will be a great matchup. Um, But when you're getting the ball and doing it all yourself, just keep going. When you're hot, you're hot. So I love what George Hewitt's doing. Uh, So tough inside, but getting all those clearances. Uh, Look... The, blue, the big blue forward, uh, Mackay and Kerno combined for five. They were still fumbling a few balls, missed some easy shots. We should have put them away far earlier than what we did, but I'm not concerned going forward. I'm really excited to versing a pretty good Fremantle side that had a really good win on the weekend, but Port are more than done. The power is out for Ken Hinckley. Zip and five, they looked terrible the first half. Like I said, when the Blues decided to play footy, we were head and shoulders above them, and then we just pulled in the reins, tried to reserve ourselves for this week, an actual contest, an actual team in Fremantle. Port Adelaide's done. Fire Ken Hinckley. He cannot coach to save himself. He couldn't coach an kick team. Get rid of Ken. Port are done. Blues are looking firm at 4-1. and one. Now, the next game, um, Bombers versus Frio. Um, if Port are the worst team in the AFL, the Bombers are a very, very close second. Ranked last or second last in almost every statistical category defensively through the first five games this year. Players walking throughout the game, uh, looking to have no effort whatsoever on the ground. It looks so weak. Look, as a supporter, understand if your team loses, you can sort of cop that. But as when your team is, isn't having a crack... It is the worst thing you'll ever see. Look, if you're a Hawthorne fan watching us, watching them lose to Carlton, you'd be, you'd cop it. Like they came in, they had a red hot crack, really tried throughout the game, but just watching Essendon roll over to an interstate team when you're at home, really trying to get the season going, is just absolutely pathetic. Rutten came in, I think, three years ago, and in his first interview, I went and re listened to it yesterday came in and said that how important defensive structure is to the Bombers, and then that's going to be their focal point then going forward. They have only gone backwards defensively. They have so much talent in the team. I think they've got 11 top 20 players, draftees, playing on the weekend, and they looked so disinterested. They didn't want to be out there. Devin Smith, which was once the number one defensive player in the AFL, number one in tackles, is barely getting a kick. He's come on as the sub a couple times this year. And just looks like he's just coming to collect a paycheck. Uh, look, Freo on the back of another amazing performance by Andrew Brayshaw. He had another 34-1. and uh, I believe he'll be going up the list on Jeff's Pyramid. Uh, maybe a top two, maybe top three tier player. I forget where he was. I think he was maybe tier four. But he's having a very underrated season. I think he's number one in all the coaches' votes so far this year. And well-deserved, might I add. And also, big Matt Tabernard coming back, kicking a bag of seven straight 
Oh, I can't wait for this contest next week for the Blues and Frio. We've had the wood over them the last few times. They are our little skirts. So I hope that we're going to get over the top of them again. If we win out, if we, if the Blues actually wear our white jerseys, it's it's over already. I don't think we've lost to them in our white jerseys. So if we wear them, lace them up. I think we're paying $2.30 at the moment. Load up on that. Be taking that. And look, the Bombers have a huge Anzac Day match this week. Look, you would say that the season is on the line for a team like Essendon at this point of the season, but their season is already more than gone. Put a line through them. The Bombers are done. The Mosquito Fleet, see you later. Park your plane somewhere else. You guys are an absolute rabble. I can't stand you. Ben Rutten can't coach, as well as Ken Hinckley. Get rid of them both. I would be very sad if I was a Bomber supporter. Now, coming into the last game, um, Geelong and Hawthorne. Look, another multi-heartbreak yet again. Joel Selwood for 20 touches hit. Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins for two goals each. That hit. And then Geelong for the win. And they just could not get it done against a very tough, will-not-go-away Hawthorne side, which bounced back after a big loss against St Kilda. Another another Easter Monday treat. It seems like every single year this game seems to deliver. Now, look, the stats don't lie. Joel Selwood has played the Hawks 29 times before the weekend. So on the weekend was his 30th time. Before then, he's averaged in his career 26.6 disposals against Hawthorne. And you wouldn't believe it. He had 26 again on the weekend. He's a fucking unbelievable player. So tough at it. He had another great game. Uh, Cameron and Hawkins kicked three each. Hawkins should have kicked four plus. He had that one at the top of the goal square, which he ballooned. Uh, went in through for a point. Uh, look, Tom Mitchell had 33-1. and one. Uh, John Newcomb stood up and well, well deservingly became the rising star nomination for this week. Had 31 disposals, 653 meters gained. Uh, look harder than a cat's head. Love the way he goes about it. Super tough at it. But look, just can't believe that the the Hawks actually won. Cats were up by 10 points at three quarter time. And the Hawks kicked four goals straight to four points in the last quarter. Hawks getting it done by 12 in a very, very impressive win. Now, if there's one thing I actually can't stand is this 50-meter rule. It's It has me absolutely stumped. Unless I'd, you can't talk back to an umpire. Like, I think Brad Scott, Brad Scott, Chris Scott, I always fucking forget which one it is, um, talking about it. So, obviously, you just can't react to anything, which I think is absolutely bullshit. You should be able to talk about it. Or at least put your arms out. I think it's weak as water. It makes the game look shit ass. I understand that you've got to protect the umpires or like you can't abuse them, but I fuck. I reckon it's the worst fucking rule. You should be able to at least show some emotion if there is a free kick. You're playing you're trying to play a game at hundred miles an hour, so I absolutely can't stand the way that they're going about it. Now, we are doing I do have for the first time this year after after five rounds so far of the season, uh, we have our tiers. So our going through all the different tiers so far for every single team. Now, at the very top, which is a standalone, you have Melbourne, who are by far the flag favourites. They have been head and shoulders above every team so far this year, as we mentioned before. So they are at the very top. Uh, the next tier, which is our top four contenders so far, which is Carlton, Brisbane, and Sydney. Now, look, the Blues have, over the... The reason why I have the Blues here, even though they've looked a little bit shaky, mind you, we've only been playing a half a footy. Um, we have Freo next, North, and then the Crows. So I believe once we win those three games, that we're going to be able to have a little bit of a lead uh, over the other teams going forward. 
Now, also, uh, the Swans and Brisbane up there for their fast ball movement. They also look like that they're really dangerous at home, and I just don't see any other teams better than Carlton, Brisbane, and Sydney at the moment. Just the way that the fixture... Um, is coming forward for these teams. Carlton have a pretty soft draw, so I'm thinking that those teams so far will be your top four. Now, the next team's in the hunt. So you've got Frio, St. Kilda, Geelong, Hawthorne, and the Bulldogs. Now, look, the Saints have played the Pies, which they end up getting done by. But then after that, they had a really good win against Frio at Frio, even though they were underdone. Uh, really good game against the Tigers, obviously. Good game against the Hawks. Um, and then a really good win against the Suns. So they got GWS again this week, the Saints. I think they'll get that done. Um, but then this they still haven't faced a top four side so far this year. So it'll be interesting to see later in the stretch once they have to verse one of those teams. But I just think that these... Any one of these teams will be playing finals. So it's either out of Frio, St. Kilda, Geelong, uh, Hawthorne, and the Bulldogs. Um, the next tier is just teams you cannot trust so far. So it's Collingwood, Richmond, Adelaide, and the Suns. Collingwood looked really good against St. Kilda, and then they look good against Adelaide, but then they look bad against all the other teams that they've been playing. They shit the bed against West Coast. They blew a massive lead against Geelong, so you just don't know where... Collingwood are at at this time. Uh, Richmond have been up and down one week on, one week off. Adelaide have had some good wins. They've had some bad losses, like against Collingwood at the MCG. Um, and then the Suns, they beat some good teams. They'll lose to some very average teams as well. Looked shitty week one against West Coast, only getting it done the last quarter. So can't trust these teams at this point. Uh, don't think that those teams will be making finals. Teams on the next tier, which you can definitely put a line through, will not be playing finals, is Essendon and GWS. They both need a new head coach. They both are looking so, so... When you watch them, they're disinterested, lack of commitment and effort from players. They will be booking an early trip to Bali in September. They will not be playing finals. Uh, our next tier under that is the teams that are playing for the number one pick, which is North Melbourne and West Coast. Very dysfunctional once again. Their list is... In shatters, uh, West Coast have had so many injuries and COVID scares. North Melbourne are just a rabble of a football club. So they will be finishing towards the top bottom or the bottom part of the ladder. And then the final tier, we have uh, Fight Ken Hinckley. They are zipping five. The worst start to a season in the club's history. Now, the Power have West Coast this week at home, which you should think that they would get their first win for the season. But mark my words, if they lose... Ken Hinckley will be handing over his polo before he leaves the coach's box on the weekend. Port Adelaide, I cannot stand them. Their fan base, Ken Hinckley's forgotten how to coach. I don't think he even brings a board with the magnets any anymore. So I really hope West Coast, I love watching a train wreck. I really hope West Coast get over the top of them. But they are my tears. Melbourne at the top. Then we've got the top four contenders on the way through. Uh, the In the Hunt, you should see uh, the poster for it, which we will have either posted or will be on here right now. Um, but those are the tiers. If you have any disagreements, I would love to hear about it. Uh, but the 100K boys, like I said, a stiff week on the punt, but we'll be looking to get back into it this week. Some already huge markets out, so I can't wait to get amongst it. Uh, that is another episode of Inside Dobe. Blues are going to get it done against this week against Freo. Melbourne are looking unreal, and I can't wait to see Port absolutely shit the bed against West Coast. And same against Essendon. Can't wait to see them shit the bed on Anzac Day. So there's another episode of Dobe. Let's go. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games 
that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.